It takes money. I'm bleeding everywhere. The only reason you can leave the house is to uh, curl up in the fetal position and wait a swift death. I don't have a heart on right now and I've just run here. <laughs> shank, 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 dead. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Seaboat. Queen Radio. Insane ramblings. Why does Mariah Carey have an album called E equals MC Square? She's uh, after Elon Musk. <laughs> Why is that your go-to? <laughs> like, surely Albert Einstein is, if she's attracting anyone. Uh, really? If someone, like, wore an Insane Ramblings t-shirt, would that speak to you? That's weird. I feel like, if anything, it wouldn't attract Einstein. It would be like, oh, all right, stalker. <laughs> uh, it would It would speak to me if they wore an Insane Ramblings t-shirt. At least... All right. While the show is uh, relatively obscure at the moment, like, you know, one day if we take off and we've got billions of fans, maybe then it'll become blasé. <laughs> well, I feel like E equals MC squared has got billions of fans. Would you call it obscure? I feel like it's one of the better known formulae. Why do you think of Elon Musk? Is it because <laughs> the last time that, like, you made a very good joke when we were talking about his kid. Uh-huh. Which was him and Grimes gave it like the dumbest name in existence. It's like Ash A12, something rather. It's like the mm-hmm. name of like a jet plane and a whole bunch of other nonsense symbols combined. And uh, you said something like, oh, you wanted to call it E equals MC squared, but it was taken. And <laughs> By Mariah's so, album. Is that why you think of Elon Musk now? So is because it's funny just you should ask. a meaningless like you know mashup of just characters. Is that the Firstly, connection? Yeah. Albert Einstein is rolling in his grave. Like, no, it isn't Ben. That is not meaningless at all. Secondly, actually, well, twofold reasons, and one of them is yeah. just a testament to the fact I've had too much fucking coffee today and Red Bull because my mind went E Elon. Musk, so okay. E equals MC, uh, so MC right. Mariah Carey, E-M, Elon Musk, squared. Shit, you might have nailed it. Like, <laughs> the MC might be Mariah Carey. <laughs> so the way my mind went was E-M is Elon Musk, so E equals yeah. M, Elon Musk. MC Mariah Carey, squared, is because there's two of them. So that's like the internal mind, like... Yeah, you know the the meme that I always talk about of the woman doing the maths on the board? That's what my mind did in that moment because there's nothing to do but sit in my house and drink coffee. So that's exactly why (laughs) I thought of Elon Musk and the fact that he has a ridiculously named child. But twofold, much like the uh, album name. Now that you've put this in my head, (laughs) that name is completely wasted on the fact that it's not an Elon Musk, Mariah Carey (laughs) duet album. Right? Yeah. Yeah, more fool you. It's a love letter to Elon Musk. She does also, <laughs> third layer was she does love billionaires. Slash millionaires, well, she, I guess. I mean, she's got more money than 99.9% of people on the planet. Like, oh, definitely. I know she did, I know she did go out with... Um, like James Packer? What's his, yeah, one of the Packers. <laughs> well, I guess, like, again, she was surely only dating him for his money. So well, that's I, I what guess I'm saying. Right. Like, there was threefold. <laughs> like, she loves millions slash billionaires. He mm. likes these obscure mathematical references and the initials thing. And that's literally what went through my... Like, I'm not a smart person, but for some reason, I don't know if, like, sitting in the house all day has made me some sort of savant, but all of that went through my mind in that split second that you asked. And so this won't be on the show, but like I flubbed the response the first time Ben said his, like, why is it called that? And it was literally because like five thoughts tried to like get out of my mouth. You know, like, (laughs) you know, when Mr. Burns, they show why he won't die. Because he's got like every disease in equal balance. Well, no, yes and no. Like they're all trying to squeeze out the door at once. Oh, right. You know how like it's like this is all of them trying to squeeze into you at once and they get all get stuck? Or like when the three stooges try to go through a door together or something? <laughs> the reason why I opened my mouth when you first like opened the show and like is all that came out is because for once in my life I had four thoughts at once. Yeah, it wasn't that you didn't have anything to say. It's that you had too much to say <laughs> and couldn't pick one. And then you were like, do you even have a joke? I'm like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I knew I came to the right person for this. 
Uh, you're right. Like, I don't know why I, my first instinct was Mariah Carey doesn't need to uh, date a billionaire because she's already got so much money. I feel like no but, one needs to. I know, but like, you think that, like, if I had sold 60 million albums or whatever it is that oh, she's right. always you wouldn't be like, about, well, I better marry for money. Yeah, I figured like, all right, I'm going to just, it doesn't matter how rich or poor they are, as long as they've got something going in their life that I can, like, that's an attractive quality. Yeah. Like, they can't just sit like, on the rouse all day. I'll just marry for looks now. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So maybe she did really love James Packer because uh, she definitely wasn't marrying for looks. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. Maybe he's hilarious. No, I don't think she gets jokes, though. What do you mean she doesn't get jokes? Everyone has a sense of humour. This is another thing. Welcome to Insane Ramblings. I'm Vicky. This is Ben. Um, this is another thing. <laughs> episode 215, blah, blah, blah. A very, a very militant episode. Continue. <laughs> Pretty much. So <laughs> this is another thing. I don't like it when people say a good sense of humour is something that attracts them to people. Because you think it should be a similar sense of humour? Or a compatible exactly. sense of humour. Because I feel like everybody's sense of humour is good to someone. Like it's, yeah, it's like a compatible or similar sense of humour makes more sense. I've always thought that way about kissing. I think we've like talked about this like years ago on the show, that when someone says, oh, they were a bad kisser, my instinct is always like, oh, they were just an incompatible kisser. Like you had bad kiss compatibility. They probably weren't just bad. It's just like, you know, you didn't align or whatever. Yeah. No, I feel like there is some subjectives there. I guess it's the same with humour. Yeah, no. If they start licking your face or something, then I'll be like, okay, they're objectively a terrible (laughs) kisser. They just don't know how to kiss. But I think for the most part, it's just like, he went right when I went right. No, because probably for someone, they're like, no, I'm into that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're just going to find the other person who's... uh, Really looking for a face slicker. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we're uh, still in lockdown. Recording the show continues to be a nightmare. Um, editing the show continues to be a nightmare. And basically the world in general continues to be a nightmare. Is that <laughs> sum it up for you, Vicky? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to go with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not happy. I will go with that because it's accurate. But anything but happy. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, when someone's like, oh, how are you doing? There's always this, like, reaction to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And then, I don't know, there's like a giant asterisk next to it. It's like, (laughs) well, I'm corona good. It's like Australian TV. Like, I've been watching an Australian TV show that's actually really good. And someone said, this show is brilliant in, like, the IMDb reviews or whatever. And they said, and I don't even mean just for an Australian show. I was like, damn. (laughs) must be amazing. That is a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, again, I feel like when it comes to a lot of Australian content, I'm like, this show is so good. Asterix for an Australian show. Yeah, you got to lower some standards there. All right. Yeah, I was like against, like, there's a few shows where I'm like against every other show in Australia. Like, this is probably one of the best things we've ever made. It would drop into the abyss on the world stage. <laughs> yeah, if you compare it to anything that HBO has ever done, you're like, well, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, whereas like this one particular show, I'm like, yeah, I could actually see this on a real network. Like I can see why Netflix picked this up for a change. <laughs> Do you want to give a shout out to this mysterious show that you're keeping us all in suspense about? Oh, sure. Glitch. It's so fucking good. I binge watched it over like two days, which is not hard. I, the whole thing is 18 episodes. Yeah. But, yeah, can recommend. It's amazing. But still, don't you think, like, when you find a show like that where you're like, oh, my God, I love this, but there's Mm. only two seasons, you don't have the uh, instinct to make it last at all, like, just to savour it a little bit? I can't. Yeah, I can't. I did. That was me savouring it. I think it lasted four days because I savoured it. I could have definitely just laid in bed and watched it for 16 hours in a row (laughs) with a catheter bag inserted, basically, or, like... Fine, okay, pee breaks. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, getting up for pee breaks and to eat was me savouring it. That is savouring <laughs> it. so I good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the same thing with, like, one of my friends was um, texting me. She just discovered Fleabag. Oh, I thought you were like, I've started savouring my friends. Like, I'm not going to reply right now. Like, 
uh, yeah, I mean... I've got to get the most out of these people. <laughs> that's right. I can't milk them dry. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got any new material. No one's going out. I need to, like, switch between my friends because... That's right. Everyone's got about an hour of good conversation <laughs> before it just runs out. If Steve did something in June that I don't know about... I want him to save it till August. Yeah, because he's not doing anything till like, at least December. So, <laughs> that story that's right. is... That's all the only good thing Steve has to say until <laughs> we've got a uh, cure for this goddamn virus. Yeah, exactly. No, like she discovered Fleabag and uh, I was like, oh yeah, I really like that show and we were texting, going back and forth about it. And then three hours later, she's like, oh, I just finished season one. And I'm like, holy shit, like you texted me like three hours ago that you just <laughs> discovered this show existed and now you've watched the entire first season. That seems like a rip-off, I feel, for the people that made it as well. Oh, yeah. Fleabag, again, is amazing. It's another one we watched, like, in a weekend. And, like, this is the labour of a lifetime for this comedian. Like, it was a character she made up. It was, like, a childhood nickname for her. Like, obviously, like, she's put this together across her lifetime, let alone the actual time that you have to put into just making a show, even if I even if I thought of a script, right, or an idea right now that I'd never thought of before. It would still be years to get a show off the ground. Well, that's the thing. I think between season one and two in the UK, there was at least two-year gap. So even just to get another six episodes out of her, you know, there's a lot of writing, rewriting, filming, post-production, all that kind of stuff that has to go on. And uh, you finish it in the evening. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, come on. <laughs> I feel so guilty about that. So that is one of the reasons I stretch them out. Because Glitch is amazing and it's got an amazing cast who are really talented actors. And I'm like, I don't want to just yeah. be like, well, thanks for the tops two hours. Yeah. And so I got the text after three hours that she'd finished season one. I got the other another text another three hours later. It's like, all right, I just finished season two. There's only two <laughs> seasons. She watched the entire thing in an afternoon. Damn. And... Uh, it's like, I get it. Like, you've got nothing else to do in uh, lockdown, but you don't want to at least be like, oh, okay, I'll watch the first season today and then I'll maybe watch season two tomorrow. Because it's, it's like, you've just discovered your new favorite thing. You know that season three is not going <laughs> to be coming anytime soon. <laughs> uh, and it's, I think about this for video games, especially, where it's mm -hmm. like, this is a $200 million production. Thousands of people worked on it. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, you finished it in a weekend after, like, you waited. Because it was like, they announced these things so early. It's like, you've been waiting five years for this new game to come out. And, uh, oh, yeah, you finished it in a weekend. All right, well, I hope, enjoy the wait for the next one because it's not coming anytime soon. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm really glad you spent all your waking hours for a day on this because <laughs> now it's 10 years till you get to enjoy it again. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, those people go online and review it straight away and they're like, no, nah, I didn't really like it. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> fuck um, off. <laughs> well, or like they go online and that's what I've noticed with some of these shows. They're like, we want more. Give us more. It's like. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're doing our best. <laughs> I finished the last one 10 minutes ago. Just yeah. let me. Can I bask in the. Uh, <laughs> You know, the fact that I finally got this one out the door for a second. Like, I literally created a, a 60-hour game. It's not my fault that there's nothing going on in your life. This is, a de this is like a comment on you more than me. Yeah, exactly. But uh, speaking of games, we've been playing a lot of uh, Resident Evil to uh, yeah. get us through quarantine. While away the celibate hours. Indeed. And so, uh, yeah, they allow you to play cooperative online so that's basically been my go-to way to uh, move my my social life is basically just turned to the playstation uh, <laughs> for these last few months you're a lot more attractive in resident evil than real life oh definitely in any game do you think i'll get a shock when i see you i'll be like oh my god <laughs> last time i saw you did not like like this yeah i uh i kind of imagined you a lot more like chris redfield and uh it's only a disappointment when you see me in person but, yeah, I didn't realise, because we've been playing all of the Resident Evil games in order, essentially, over the last couple of years. And uh, they're like zombie games, if you're uh, unfamiliar. But uh, Chris Redfield, he's like the hero of a lot of these games, mm -hmm. works for um, like a police-type organisation called Stars. It only just dawned on me. I don't know if it was just he's always been a dick or it's just in this latest uh, iteration that he's an asshole. 
Mm-hmm. But oh my god, what a dick Chris Redfield is! <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel Don't like, you think? well, oh, absolutely. I feel like he's also not only a dick; like he's a fucking hypocrite. He'll be like, "My god, my team, like my," because I am playing Piers, I guess, or Pierre, the offsider. Yeah, he's just some random soldier who no one gives a shit about. Oh, hey, fuck you! <laughs> I care. <laughs> I've been that guy for 30 hours. <laughs> I've been looking at one ass for 30 hours. You care about that ass. It's like an arranged marriage. Did I know who Piers was when I met him? No, I didn't. Did I care about him? No, I didn't. Did I think that I would learn much about him? No, I didn't. Did I learn much about him? Not overly. No. Do I love him now? Yes. Because I'm forced spent to spend time with him. The video game equivalent of 30 years staring at dad ass. Fair enough. Let's Two polygons are burned into my retinas. You got a bit of Stockholm syndrome settling in. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. I've just like, because he's me, I've like started to identify with him. I'm like, hey, fuck you. Like, <laughs> maybe you're the one Piers fan out there. I just, you know, whenever uh, these games come up on in online forums or something, mm. you hear a lot of like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of Leon or Claire or, or Chris or Leon or Ada. Yeah. I don't think everyone anyone's ever mentioned peers <laughs> ever. <laughs> but each to well, their own. More fool them. Number one peers fan, Vicky Smith over here. Yeah, so Chris will be like, oh my God, like my team, this is terrible. Like they've been, like they get turned into monsters or get murdered or, you know, it's a zombie game. So like he'll have this long soliloquy about like, I can't handle the military life, like seeing my men just be crushed by this thing. And then Peter's will be like. we're fighting a giant invisible snake monster. Yeah. Understandably traumatic. And then Piers is literally like, "Um, my best friend died. He's like. Get it together, Pierce. This is war. Fuck up. (laughs) We don't have time for your uh, sniveling. That was like pretty much the dialogue. Like he's like, oh my God, my men, like this cost me Finn. How can we go on in a war like this? And then Pierce's line is like, yeah, he was my best friend. He's like, get it together, Pierce. Shut up. (laughs) We need to be on Just grabs his shoulders and like shakes him beyond belief. (laughs) Slaps some sense into him. Yeah, we need to be on our best. Piers, uh, if we're going to win this war, like, sorry. Because you're like walking through this abandoned building and mm. you're uh, coming across your fallen comrades. And uh, anytime like Piers just even tries to open his mouth to uh, commemorate their deaths. Oh, like four times he's like, get it together, Piers. Yeah, this he's just war. like, oh my God, man the fuck up. We're here to fight a snake. <laughs> we don't have time to worry about your dead friends, all right? And then, yeah, like, Piers will, like, discover the body and he's like, come on, we got to move on. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> the other really great thing about that game is, uh, like, the way they handle opening doors. And I understand why it happens is because... Oh, it's to mask, like, a loading screen. Yeah, I mean, it could be that or it's just, like, we couldn't be bothered making another animation because animation's expensive and, you know, we just ran out of time or budget. But you can, like, be running through this building, like, you know, just getting chased by, a, you know, whatever creature it is of the moment. And then as soon as he gets to a door, he, like, all of a sudden stops dead in his tracks and then just, like, creaks it open with the <laughs> yeah. little, like, the slowest possible motion that you could ever muster. And it's like, I don't want to stub my toe. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to get an owie on my foot. You know what makes it too hard to fight? A little owie on my foot. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make it hard to fight. I know we're in a hurry, but uh, you can't you can't fight well with a stubbed toe, Ben. Yeah. They balance. They, that's what they're there for. They help you balance. Do you know what percentage of injuries occur in the home? I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> Safety first, peers, you goddamn baby. <laughs> you know what happened to all these guys? didn't watch out for their toesies. OH&S. That's right. It's all OH&S beers. <laughs> that, yeah, if they had have just opened these doors a little bit slower, they would all be alive today. You remember They'd probably that. probably be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the part of the podcast where we uh, just talk about running for 20 minutes because... Uh, I was actually going to say that's all that we're doing. Yeah. I hadn't gotten back into it for two months, actually. And then here's what... I associate with running. We may have talked about this before, so stop me if we have. But I went for my first run probably since, I want to say, around about May. Yep. And it's uh, almost August now. Yeah. So I would say two months, a month and a half. 
And then immediately after, and I did a terrible job. I was like gasping for air and had to walk in some bits and I was only running like 4Ks. But immediately after, I felt so fucking smug. I was like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> went for a run. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, I felt a lot of smugness with... Um, the mask situation. Oh, really? Um, that's going on right now because since the last podcast, uh, masks have now been made mandatory mm-hmm. in Melbourne. And uh, so we were talking about last episode how we had ordered masks and we were basically like waiting for them to arrive. Um, or at least like, you know, the cloth ones. We were going like, all right, it's time to upgrade. It seems yeah. like this thing isn't going anywhere. Yeah, Ben and I decided two weeks ago that uh, coronavirus is not going anywhere. It could it could be a big deal. I don't know if we should let the media or something, but yeah, it, it, it might be a problem. I think it's here for a while. This is what we both said. Like, I don't know what you're thinking, Ben, but I feel like this is hanging around. Yeah, well, we got through the whole wave one, and mm-hmm. we were like doing all right. Like, it seemed like we had it kicked in the ass, and so we had like a month of freedom, and then and they're, and they're like. Yeah. Back to your homes you go. I was going to say, like, did I one... die for that month or something? Because I don't, <laughs> like, I don't remember having a month like of that. It didn't feel like it went anywhere. No. Well, like, I was just even looking at the amount of podcasts that we did between, between lockdown. And we mm-hmm. got quite a few episodes out. So it's like, there was this almost, like, respite period where we were easing restrictions. And it seemed like coronavirus would be a thing of the past. And then uh, it's like, oh, no, f- fooled you. This is even worse now. All of a sudden, it's like you barely scratch the surface. So, uh, yeah, once again, we're uh, recording from our homes. Like the Spanish flu. I don't know if anyone realizes, a lot of people talk about the Spanish flu being kind of the similar, almost recent-ish worldwide pandemic, I guess. Like, of course, we had SARS and all those kinds of things. That went for two years. Yeah, but that was like (laughs) 1900s. Don't you think we've come a little bit further since then i evidently not i guess (laughs) no because when i again it's too many thoughts trying to cram out i guess being in a social conversation is just too much for me now but um you know how at the end of um exit through the gift shop the film by banksy about his friend that they turn into a street artist because like the art world's bullshit he's like i used to think everybody could do art I don't think that so much anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I used to think medical technology and society had come a long way. I don't think that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. John Stewart, I heard an interview with him recently mm-hmm. and uh, he was talking about the Spanish flu and he basically wanted to look into what the experts had told people back then. I think it was like get fresh air, stay away from each other and wash your hands, basically. Exactly. And so, uh, like, he was hoping that the advice would be so ridiculous that... You'd be like, oh, well, we've got this. No wonder that was so wild back then. It was like, everybody lick a slug and then poke your eyeball out. (laughs) Right. It's like, just cover your body in leeches and uh, skull this (laughs) bottle of laudanum. uh, (laughs) You'll be fine. Yeah, like something like so ye olde like that, that... We can just laugh at them and be like, all right, well... Well, that's why it went for three years. Yeah, they got through it and uh, they barely had any medical technology at the time. Surely we can get through this in like a fraction of the time. And then as you point out, it's like, oh yeah, just social distance and wash your hands. You're like, what? That's exactly what they're telling us this time. We haven't come anywhere. How the fuck is this not like, you know, how, how are we not doing any better in a hundred years? So, uh, yeah, it's uh, that that's the kind of thing that makes you worry a little bit. Well, the Black Plague went for like seven years, I'm pretty sure, like eight years. And what, we're like four or five months into it now? <laughs> so I don't want to bum you out, but... Yeah, I'll be, I'll be 40 by the time we get out of this thing. <laughs> by the time I'm allowed to shake another human hand. <laughs> Feel the touch of a man or woman. Yeah. At this point, I'll basically take either. I guess it gives you context, like, because I was thinking, as I've always said about the world wars, like, it's easy for us to say now, like, oh, it was four years. But they didn't know it was going to be four years. Like, initially, they were like, it'll be over by Christmas. And then it just kept going and going. Like, 
that's what I find crazy about all these like world history events. <clears throat> I, I, to me, it's still so hard to fathom, like not knowing when is the world war going to end and who's going to win. Yeah, I, I get it. Like it's like a jail sentence almost. Like if you say, all right, you're serving mm. five year sentence, it gives you at least an end goal that you can kind of slowly yeah. chip away at. You uh, You can work out, all right, well, I can get myself comfortable. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So I can kind of just find my groove when they're constantly like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. you could get out in another month. You can get out in another month. If it's like that for five years, (laughs) that's exhausting. And it's like, that's way harder than if you just know up front how long it's going to be. Yeah. Well, just tell yourself, Lou, I'm in here for 10 years and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. When it's only nine, I'll be like, see, nailed it. Huh, whole year. <laughs> yeah. I've got, yeah, a year. What, what do I do with it? I thought I'd be out when I was 43, not 42. That's the world <laughs> of difference. So while the masks arrived, I was wearing them for a few days. I would say like maybe 30% of the people were wearing masks at that point. Maybe even That's less. That's what I found so wild. So we started, again, I don't really understand the whole mask objections. Maybe I just don't have my understandingness. But in Japan, I think I might have said this last time, it's the normal thing to do when you have a cold to wear a mask. So I'm just so used to it that it doesn't really bother me that much. Of course, it's a, a mildly annoying at times, but mostly now I don't notice it's even on generally like I do but like in the same way you notice you're wearing a sweater that covers your hands when you're trying to type I guess like it's not ideal but I'm not like burning it anyway so I started wearing mine early but what blew my mind was we were wearing ours the day before restrictions came in and no like no one was wearing them well this is what I wanted to get at because like the, you, I went through several waves of emotion basically <laughs> wearing the mask. So like the days after it arrived when I was just kind of wearing it on my own volition at that point the government had said oh it's recommended but you don't have to do it. And then so for those like first few days you're talking about the smugness. I was feeling very smug. Oh really? Because you like you walk around and yeah there's like a handful of people that have masks on but for the most part I was kind of one of the uh, minorities wearing it and like this thought is just running through my head I'm like I'm such a good person I'm wearing this for your benefit (laughs) you better appreciate what I'm doing here because I don't love it but if it's going to help you I'm that great a guy that I'm going to be you know I'm, I'm putting myself out for your benefit I think that's basically because it's your first experience with doing something solely for somebody else. Yeah, it was a whole new feeling for me. Most people have, yeah, most people have already gotten used to that feeling from, you know, kindergarten. They're like, oh, doing good feels good. But uh, <laughs> I guess for you, it's a new experience yeah, and that's nice. That's right. <laughs> uh, and so then like a few days later, they said, all right, the mask is going to be mandatory on Wednesday, And it was maybe like the weekend at that point. So you had like three or four days to find yourself one. And Mm. as soon as they said that, like my feelings towards anyone who wasn't wearing a mask completely changes because I get like, especially maybe the next day, if you don't have one already, I get it. Like you, you have to like rush out and find one, but by like day three or four, if you still don't have your mask, it's like, you know that they're going to be mandatory tomorrow. (laughs) Why are you not wearing it? Like, it's clear that, okay, yes, it's not illegal yet, but if it's going to be illegal at midnight tonight, just wear it. Like, (laughs) they're telling you that this is the solution, right? It's like, hey, no one wants to be locked in their houses for eternity, the way out of this is to wear your fucking mask. And <laughs> if everyone's I like, I, I don't have don't... to, I don't have to do it until tomorrow. Then it's like, all right, I guess we aren't in this together. <laughs> like if the only reason that you're wearing it is because it's now illegal not to wear it. I don't know. Rethink some shit. I think people are not understanding the restrictions. Exactly. It's like the idea of the restrictions is not how little can I do to avoid the law surely it's like what can we do that this is over soon exactly how can i not give this to anybody is the way i think about it but obviously yeah i don't think the idea of the restrictions is what can i legally get away with 
Like, I guess at some stage, I guess there must have been the day before murdering was illegal. But I don't think everybody was like, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I'll take a man out today. (laughs) I'm allowed. (laughs) I think that might have been the case. (laughs) I used to watch movies like The Purge and be like, that's the fun movie. No one would do that. But the premise is so ridiculous because, all right, just say murder was legal. It's not like I would all of a sudden go out and kill someone. Now, I think people might go out and kill someone if it was made legal. <laughs> Just because not they can. Legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Like I, I used to think, like you know, why don't we legalize or like at least decriminalize all drugs? Because it's like. Mm. I'm not going to suddenly start shooting heroin just because it's illegal. Like, the reason I don't do heroin is not basically like anything to you. do with the law. It's just like, oh, I know that I can't handle heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that having never used heroin, but I've got a pretty good beat on it, I think. Like, mm. I, I, I feel if the like. If taught me anything. That's right. Yeah. I, I've watched enough movies that to pick drug use that I'm like, (laughs) all right, I can probably avoid that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need train spotting to be a documentary. Yeah. I I now think that if they did decriminalize all drugs, people would be like, fuck yeah, heroin party. (laughs) Damn the consequences. Who cares what happens tomorrow? I get to use heroin. It's legal now. (laughs) Yay. Well, essentially, that's what happened with alcohol. And everyone's like, well, think of prohibition. I'm like, that's because it was legal before then. Like, you can't put the cat back in the bag. If we're like, heroin's fine, we can't be like, no, actually, it's not fine. Uh, Yeah. I also think, like, you need some outlet for your, like, (laughs) you know, if you can say, Uh, like. I thought you were going to say you need an outlet. So, you're like, okay, if we need lockdown, then heroin should be allowed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Meet yeah, us in the middle to... here. If we have to be stuck in our houses, give us all acid. That's right. I'll wear my mask, but I'm going to need some cocaine to balance this shit out. <laughs> I, it's a give and take. Come on, please. <laughs> Back to the running, I guess. <laughs> Always. So, that's uh, <laughs> that's ninety percent of my day. Anyway, here's running. It's yeah, the wonder wall well, of life. it's the one thing that we're allowed to do at the moment so uh it's the only place where i get to have any experiences that aren't looking at a screen in my room (laughs) pretty much yeah even my um partner was like looking at our bookshelves and he's like which book would you recommend i'm like all of them (laughs) they're in our house i bought them (laughs) yeah and he's like no no but like which if you don't read (laughs) Yeah, sure. Anyway, so we're, one thing since the uh, the quarantine has reached this new uh, stage mm. that I have noticed has been happening is along the uh, TAN, the running track that I uh, have been using, they have full uh, military and police out. And I think they're just wow. basically... To scare you a little, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. And they were handing out pieces of paper, which... Uh, I didn't get a good look at, but I'm guessing it was acid. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) giant tabs of acid. It's like it's it's the cocaine and mask rule. It's like here we've got to balance out the equilibrium. I know it, you know it. Um, No, I'm guessing it was like just hey, here's the new rules. Get to know them. Like I think they were just handing that out to people who didn't have masks, that kind of thing, or were uh, even wearing them incorrectly, like. I, I've been impressed by how many people have been wearing masks, but there's way too many noses poking out. <laughs> like people have got to uh, got to get a handle on that part of it. I think. Well, if you'd like to feel smug, do you run with yours on? Uh, no, I haven't. No, uh, okay, yeah, I can't either. I haven't been doing that. Yeah, I've seen like a couple of people do it, but no, for the most part, that's like the one time outside of your house that you're allowed mm. to uh, take it off. So. Uh, yeah, my mask gets sweaty enough as it is. I don't really want to <laughs> exacerbate that too much. But, yeah, uh, I like nearly. Dro- I was gonna say I nearly dropped dead just trying to breathe clean air into my lungs. Like any barrier, yeah. and I would have definitely passed out after six weeks of not running. I can't believe how unfit I am. Like it always comes as a shock. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, was there a moment that 
caught you off guard? The whole thing. Like I had gotten up to running like eight Ks before I stopped. So I was like, oh, it's only three to four. I'll be fine. And then like K2, I was like, I actually think I have to walk. Like I'm dying. (laughs) And for some reason, every time I'm like, oh, I'm better than this, surely. Um, (laughs) So I think the breaks from running, like give me a false sense of bravado. Of like, oh, oh, really? I can run. <laughs> I used to be able to run. I assume I can still run. Oh, like I'm not implanting false memories, but like, again, when you get back from your run, you feel so good. You're like, I love running. <laughs> why would I stop? And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, now I know why. Nah, see, I don't have any of that. Oh, I absolutely do. I'm so fucking smug when I finish. I'm like, mm, I ran today, losers. <laughs> For the two weeks that the gym was open between waves... I couldn't believe how difficult everything was. (laughs) The first two times back, especially, I'm like, oh my God, this weight that I used to lift without really thinking anything of it is Mm. now like each rep is a struggle. You know, it's like. (laughs) So I've gone the other way with strength exercises, actually. This is such a crazy story, but I've gotten so strong that I ripped my Pilates TheraBand in half, like the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) is that one of those those, like elastic things things? yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so I like ripped it in half mid-exercise and my teacher was like oh I think you need to get a stronger one I was like all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good confidence booster Uh, yeah I felt so good it was as if I'd put like my t-shirt on and flexed and like ripped out of it I was like doing biceps exercises I was like (laughs) was that at the beginning or the end of the workout because I feel like that's a good your way to just like finish off the class. It's like, yeah, well, I'm done. see you suckers. No, it was halfway yeah. through, which was more annoying than cool at the time. Yeah, so, so what do you do? You have to like just try to put it back together or something? Well, no, I just had to use like the tiny like scrap muff <laughs> that I had. Yeah, it doesn't really have the same effect, I suspect. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like you mentioned breathing with the mask. That was my mm. thought, like with these people that weren't wearing it just hours before the laws went into effect. What are you hoping to achieve? It's just like, oh, I needed to get that last breath of uh, gross city air. Just, mm, <laughs> yeah. Particularly where in. you live. Like, I want the smog. <laughs> At yeah, least I live I'm by like, the beach. So, okay, it's like, you know, I want the the final few waves of, you know, the, the salty air on my face. But where you live, it's like I want to make sure I capture the very last tastes of the casino. <laughs> That's right. I'm as in in a city as you get, basically, and it's just like, yeah, smell those fumes. I can't I can't disperse that for one more second because after tomorrow, I don't get this. <laughs> Do you think if this does go on for five years, we'll almost go back to like 1920s, like sexiness, or not even 1920s, like 1800s, like sexiness scales? Like I'm going out. I hope she takes her mask off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can like, see oh that. Oh, my God, like, have you seen... Like, bro, have you seen her nose yet? <laughs> <laughs> Those nostrils, oh, shit. Yeah, it'll be like, instead of said nudes, like said nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Like, I saw a guy yesterday who I think he was wearing a ski mask. I didn't really want to look Damn. directly into his eyes because it was goddamn terrifying from what little <laughs> I could see. But you're talking about the purge. He looked like he was wearing a mask out of the purge or something. Like, I like think a... there's a few people out there wearing like Halloween masks. Like, I was surprised that everyone's gone surgical. I'm like, where's where's the Freddie and Jason? Where's the scream? I thought there'd be a few people who are like, well, <laughs> well, he, if I got it. I wouldn't rule out the fact that this was like a Jason-style hockey mask because <laughs> it was just like his whole face was white. Damn. I did see on our Facebook, our friend, or I guess I, I used friend lightly, but a guy we once ran into at a party about like 10 years ago, he bought a Bane-style mask from the uh, Dark Knight. And so he's wearing like his regular mask under that. So those people are out there. Good. Um, but like this dude, he had like this full white face mask and a hoodie on and Ooh. he's just like crossing the street coming towards me I'm like I'm gonna die right now <laughs> <laughs> but to your point like I couldn't see any of his facial features like I saw paparazzi photos online today of what was supposedly Lana Del Rey <laughs> it was just eyes <laughs> yeah if you wear a mask you wear a hat and you wear glasses it's like you could be anyone 
Like, like oh, that's definitely her skin tone. I've compared it to old photos of her in Photoshop and it's the exact same Pantone number. That's got to be Lana. <laughs> yeah, like that's got to be the only way that you can identify someone. It's like if you've got no visible tattoos, like you may as well just be undercover, you know? Like <laughs> if you're someone like Lady Gaga who's like too famous to really go out in public mm-hmm. without being uh, swarmed by fans and stuff, like now's your now's chance. Now's like, the time of your life. Yeah, like I remember there was a Michael Jackson video doing the rounds back in the day of um, he wanted to know what it's like just to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And so one of his friends closed down a supermarket and they got all actors to, or I don't know if they were actors. I think they were like his friends or something, but they were acting like they're normal shoppers. And uh, Michael just got a cart and he was like able to go around the supermarket and take stuff off shelves with uh, people like swarming him. And whether or not that accurately reflects a modern grocery experience was debatable because <laughs> I think he started like, you know, messing with all the uh, things and no one's telling him to stop. And plus like the store is closed down. I feel like that's a big part of the experience is to not be locked in the supermarket. But regardless, <laughs> it's like as close as you can get when you're Michael Jackson. And uh, yeah, now's that opportunity to go out and see what us normies feel like <laughs> every day because uh, no one can recognize you. I would just tell him, you're not missing anything, Michael, honestly. I would give up the experience of going to the grocery store to have as much money as you. <laughs> Let me tell you that now. Going to the grocery store is annoying and you're missing nothing. I mean, I only did see the one video on it. There definitely wasn't mm-hmm. like, Michael goes to the grocery store too. Like weekly, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think like, he oh, was yeah, like... This is dumb and shitty. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't seem to convince him that he needed to do it again. You're really missing much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I uh, prefer to go to the Ming Vase store and uh, buy priceless <laughs> artifacts instead of Wheaties. <laughs> Wheaties are a priceless artifact to me. trying to get that endorsement deal going is that what's happening over here always always now the only thing we can buy is groceries i've got to (laughs) wind down the target market a little but my point was there's all these uh like police and military roaming Mm. the uh the track now when i'm running and it's like i think at least like five soldiers and three police like in this group and they must do this like every time that i've been out they're there so I don't know if they're just like at the same time that I like to go or all day, every day, they're just circling the block. But mm. it's seemingly that's their setup at the moment. Mm. And it's pretty intimidating. Oh, definitely. That's crazy. I know there's like apps like the zombie running app that mm-hmm. encourages you to uh, try and like outrun a horde Keep of up zombies. A pace or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like that kind of gamification of uh, the real world to try and motivate you to run faster and all that kind of stuff. And I've got the Nike app that I use, which tracks your time and shows you Mm. on the map where you've run and stuff like that. But there's nothing quite like the motivation of having a full... Of running from the cops? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? And not because I'm like scared or I feel like I was doing the wrong thing. The thing that motivates me is I don't want them to see me like jogging basically mm-hmm. this is what they do they run they're <laughs> like you know in training <laughs> at 6am right. it's like alright get up and fucking run so you feel like it's essentially like walking past a bunch of personal trainers yeah exactly like I have to uh, <laughs> show them that I'm deserving of uh, using this track especially without a mask if I'm like going at a walking pace They'll be like, come on, buddy, you can go faster than that. And uh, I've been setting some record times. We have times to do that underneath uh, barbed wire while being shot at. You're like, alrighty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crawling through bag. mud in, in the freezing <laughs> yeah. rain while they're shooting at us. And it's like, I guess I should pick up the pace then. <laughs> the worst part is like there's a uh, like one, basically like a straight. Like, most mm-hmm. of the track is, like, pretty windy. There's, like, hills, corners, all that kind of stuff. But Are you talking about, one, like, down by the river? Uh, by, like, the road, basically. Yeah, yeah by yeah, the river. Yeah. So, it's, like, maybe, like, a, I don't know, 800-meter 
uh, portion of the track that is yep. largely straight. So if you overtake them on the beginning of that straight, oh, they can you better see like you. be yeah. You cannot be like, oh, I'm just casually like, I'll fly past them and then slow it down. <laughs> it's like, well, this is. It's like when you have to hurry walk past someone in the hallway. It's like, well, this is my pace now. Exactly. Like I have to keep <laughs> up that pace until I'm out of sight, which could be like five minutes from now. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole other kilometer. I had the exact same problem today. So as I was saying, I'm extremely unfit and like my asthma was playing up or something. Like I was literally wheezing in some parts and I would walk for like a second and I definitely needed to like catch my breath much more. But I just knew someone would be like, hey, put your mask back on if you're just walking. So yeah. <laughs> I was literally like asthma wheezing and like doubled over for maybe like 10 seconds of walking and then being like, I better start jogging again or people are going to be like, it's easier to breathe while jogging than trying to put this thing back on. (laughs) Oh, but also, you know, that if uh, you're wheezing, people are going to be like, oh, she's spreading. What's wrong with her? (laughs) There's like droplets. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to yell at her to get a test or something. Like you don't, you don't want to be that girl. I've been tested. I'm COVID free. It's yeah, so annoying that I'm that. not single because that would be the number one thing I would put in my Tinder profile if <laughs> if I was a single girl. I put my test results as my fourth photo. <laughs> Do you think that when you get tested, they should send you a T-shirt if you're um, you're COVID free that just signifies that people don't have to worry? So I guess, uh, but like, how long does it before it disintegrates? Like five days. Yeah, that's right. You can like they send you five T-shirts, and it's, it's like I, I was tested five days ago, four days ago, three days ago, and uh, yeah, yeah. You only it's like yeah, dispose of one use T-shirt that you can wear <laughs> for the next few days until you need to get another test. I mean, this definitely sounds like fascism, but okay. Yeah, but it would motivate people to be like, all right, well, uh, if I'm not wearing the T-shirt, I guess I'm an asshole. <laughs> We can knock this thing on the head, on its head with the t-shirts, I swear. <laughs> All right, before we uh, finish up, let's turn to Reddit for some uh, relationship advice, shall we? Okay, let's do it. All right, let's turn it over to the users and we'll uh, help out where we can and definitely not just laugh at other people's misfortune. <laughs> My 25 male girlfriend, 23 female, has given names to almost every object in our home and it's straining our relationship. My girlfriend, my girlfriend and I have been together she for about two like years. The best for starters. <laughs> yeah, I can. My totally, advice uh, is give her to someone else that'll appreciate her. If the ages Done. next problem, if the ages were like a few years higher, I would definitely think it's uh, you and your boyfriend in this scenario. <laughs> How old is she? I didn't. I didn't hear that. He's twenty-five. She's twenty-three. My boyfriend wrote this then six years yeah. ago or something. My girlfriend and I have been together for about two years and living together since February. When we moved in together, we were excited to get various new pieces of furniture together and make it our own space. When we went to Ikea together, she seemed to really like that all the furniture had names and insisted on only buying things, not only that we both liked, but that had a good name. (laughs) Whatever. I thought it was cute and it was fun laughing at all the names and arguing over whether or not Hagland was a suitable name for a table or wardrobe. We also bought various other appliances, a TV, fridge, etc. When it came to the vacuum cleaner, my girlfriend insisted we buy a Henry Hoover and that she'd <laughs> always wanted one. If you don't know, Henry is a vacuum cleaner I also brand. want one. Do you, are you familiar with the Henry? My friend for Christmas got a Henry desk cleaner. So it was a, a miniature Henry and I loved it. Okay. If you don't know, Henry is a vacuum cleaner brand that sells itself primarily based on the fact that it has a face on the side. When he says primarily, holy, <laughs> that's the only well, thing. <laughs> I think it also is a vacuum. It does theoretically vacuum. I feel like that's not its main selling point, though. <laughs> that's just an added bonus. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. Oh, hey, hey, vacuums. <laughs> it's an expensive purchase if you just want something that smiles at you. Can't put a number on cute. You can't. Hey, That's true. Ben, in this day and age, something that smiles at me is in short supply. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. They don't have to wear a mask, I guess. <laughs> it always seemed a little obnoxious and stupid to me, but it works like any other. 
The problem comes in when my girlfriend doesn't drop the naming of our furniture. She increasingly refers to things by their IKEA name and gets visibly upset when I don't remember which of our two wardrobes is called Raxted. <laughs> I told her to grow up and that it was cute at the time, but it's a wardrobe and I'm not okay with it having a name. She dropped it for a few days, but over the last few months, she has been giving names to basically everything we own and will go around the house a few times a week doing the cleaning with Henry and talking to inanimate objects. I don't know whether to be <laughs> worried about her best. health or not. <laughs> no, she's just hilarious. I don't know whether to be worried about her health or not, and we've had more than a few fights about it. I told her that it's not funny, and I regret going along with this and agreeing to buy the vacuum cleaner. I was fed up of a Disney fantasy where household objects were our friends and she honestly just needed to grow up. She told me that it was harmless and something she enjoyed and if I had some more empathy, I would be less of an asshole to her and Henry. (laughs) I threw Henry away at the weekend and told my (gasps) girlfriend that we needed to move past this (laughs) because it was getting to be ridiculous and would affect our relationship. I agree I might have gone too far throwing it out behind her back. Absolutely. But hearing her talk about the vacuum as a member of her family and its horrible smiling face was just too much. (laughs) Well, some could say that about you, friend. (laughs) She told me that I killed Henry and that I've already (laughs) affected our relationship. What do I do from here and how do I explain how creepy this is? She hasn't spoken to me properly for a few days now and she still claims that I've broken her trust. TLDR, my girlfriend is named and talks to inanimate objects in our house and I don't know how to explain it's hurting our relationship. So, uh, I don't know, you're being a bit coy with this one. Whose side are you on, Vicky? (laughs) Well, like I said, break up with her and and let her be with someone who appreciates what a great girl she is. She sounds hilarious. I looked into um, these vacuum cleaners. It's a good 500 bucks to buy one. Damn. So whether or not you appreciate the uh, face aspect or not, that's a lot of money to just be throwing, throwing aside. Out. Damn. Yeah. As much as a Dyson man as I am, I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I could throw out a uh, gimmicky vacuum cleaner that was worth $500. <laughs> so who's Sadi? What's your advice? I've given mine. I mean, he overreacted, that's for sure. I feel like <laughs> maybe there's some middle ground that they could find. Like, all right. Yes, she talks about Henry as a member of the family. I can see that getting a little annoying. But enough to <laughs> enough to ruin your relationship over? Probably not. Like most of the times <laughs> I read this, I'm like, yeah, just get out. I feel like here it's like you can... You can win her back in this one. Just, I don't know, ease up a little. The dude needs to chill. I mean, she probably needs to chill as well. Like, if you say, oh, can you get me something from the wardrobe? And she's like, uh, And she's uh, like, uh. that snores, Blag. Don't be so rude. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get it from Raxted. You know its name. <laughs> All right. That's, that's going to get on your nerves eventually. But, uh, yeah, I feel like they can get over this one. I feel like this is one that they can work through. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Last one. My boyfriend, male 20, thinks I'm gaslighting him because nothing comes out of my boobs when I'm horny. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know how this works, Vicky. Wait, me neither. So is there something wrong with me? (laughs) It'd be so uh... amazing if this is the moment where I find out, like, actually every other woman in the world is different. Has been lactating when they're turned on. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, my God, I had no idea. There's a medical condition for it. You should get it looked in, looked out, looked at, whatever. (laughs) Too many thoughts at once. Honestly, my life is a fucking mess. My boyfriend is a bit of a loner, but it's never really been a problem before. We both love video games, and to him, I'm quite a catch because it's not often you find a pretty girl who likes games. Oh, jeez. Now that statement can be taken a lot of different ways, but it looks like a compliment to me. Most of his life experiences come from the internet, which is fine, I guess, but he really doesn't have that balance. Since we started dating, I've been dragging him around with me and taking him to try new things. We've had a couple of obstacles, period of time where he spent literally no attention to me and just played video games. That ended in March, thank God. And convincing him that smelling nice isn't just a capitalist scheme, lol. (laughs) Sidebar. I don't know why... uh, 
There's a this lot of people not showering thing. at the moment. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a um, a COVID thing or there's just a lot of guys in their early uh, 20s, late teens that refuse to shower. But <laughs> if you've got a girl who's willing to put up with that you bullshit. You're literally playing like video games all day. Like the least you can do is shower. Yeah, come on. So I was ready to lose my virginity to this guy. I really love him. And overall, he's an amazing guy. He was also a virgin, so we were comfortable to just mess around. The next day, he's all standoffish and pissed at me. I asked why, and he asks me if I was just pretending to be into it last night. I say, no, I was wet and you saw that. I love you, etc. And this, God, I'm so fucking pissed about this. He says, you're lying. If you were actually horny, milk would come out of your boobs. What? How old is this guy? He's 20, she's 19. No, I don't believe this is real. (laughs) I hope it's not real. It's not real. I just can't fucking express how goddamn infuriating, awful, angry. I don't know. I just that seriously, like he'd never really been in reality or whatever. But dude, for fuck's sake, I'm in a stunned (laughs) silence. And he's like, guess it's true. If you have nothing to say, I thought you weren't like other women, but you're all the same. I thought you loved me. Blah, blah, fucking blah. And I don't know. He's not real, but he's the worst. I don't know. This is all written like... It definitely seems like a 20-year-old wrote it. Like, everything's misspelled and stream of conscious and everything. Like, if if it was fake, they did a pretty good job of emulating the way a 20-something writes, which I think is hard. Okay, so, Sherlock. Uh, hey, I'm just uh, giving you the <laughs> facts here. This is, this is all I've got to go on. Fake news. I'm, I'm in the fake news camp. I'm not giving you advice. After everything that we've read in the uh, advice section, you think this is the one that's fake? Like, there's some weirdos <laughs> out there. People are burying beans in the backyard. People are building rafts obsessively. So it's just, I think that this is just a, a bizarre planet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Like, it's like I have the man I love and then I have this bumbling idiot who I also have to deal with. And it's just shitty. Oh, my God. That's like my relationship. That's every relationship. (laughs) Is that not every relationship? I feel like every relationship, there's the person you love and the bumbling idiot you have to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a give and take every time. Uh, That's relationships, right, Ben? Uh, Yeah, it's just in this case, it doesn't sound like it's worth putting up with the bumbling idiot. (laughs) Yeah, it's like how much bumbling. Like my boyfriend had never heard the phrase to get your second wind. It's like unbelievable that he didn't know that but it's slightly more acceptable than throwing a hissy fit because you weren't <laughs> lactating. I haven't had that problem so far. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, he's only experienced sex from porn. Never thought it out of the ordinary. But that's what never I don't understand. There's plenty of porn where that doesn't happen. Yeah, that was my question. That's why as well. I don't understand it. Like, what is he watching? You say there's plenty of porn that doesn't happen. I would say that's almost <laughs> all porn. <laughs> I think you really have to go out of your way to specifically find porn where girls are so turned on that their breasts start lactating. Like, like that's when you say pretty... so turned on, that's not a thing. Yeah, and like she kind of implies, <laughs> she kind of implies that he's been watching a lot of like anime porn. Okay, which like maybe that's a big thing in that field, but I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a stretch to me. That's why I think it's fake, yeah. I I have never seen any anime or other porn, but I would assume that there must have been some. I do, now that I think about it, uh, remember that every episode of Pokemon, there was a lot more uh, milk <laughs> than I uh, at first realised. Evidently, he's only experienced sex from porn, never thought it out of the ordinary because he'd never talked to girls and only has brothers. Additionally, people he used to role play with would do it too. So he took it as a fact. I tried so hard to explain, but it was like I was talking to a brick wall. He claimed that I was gaslighting him, that I'm an abusive girlfriend, I'm going to cheat on him, and he was upset. He truly believed that I was this evil fucking bitch. We haven't talked. We've both been crying. His friends are all yes men. I think they may have convinced him that this stupid thing was a fact because he wasn't chatting with them as much. They didn't like me, so it's not that hard to believe. I was this bigoted outsider in their eyes who was flexing on them by going for walks and joining clubs, I guess. He always seemed to brush off their remarks. 
I'm stuck. This is just so stupid, so ridiculous. I don't want my first relationship to end because my boyfriend was surprised that I'm not one of his hentai girls. I love every part of him besides his obliviousness and seeing him look me in the eyes like I've stabbed him. Say that I'm a dirty cheater because of his stupid porn addiction just hurts. Saying that I'm a dirty cheater because of his stupid porn addiction just hurts. I'm pissed and upset and angry and I hate that I'm hating him right now. It's just such a fucking stupid idea. (laughs) Like, why the fuck would I lactate during sex? I want the boyfriend I love back and dumping him because liquid didn't dribble out of my boobs is just embarrassing. So, uh, obviously you're not convinced that this is a real story, but on the off chance that it is, what's your suggestion? He needs dumping. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, first of all, some sex education is in order. Just, I don't Mm. know, tell him to Google (laughs) this one and (laughs) I think he'll realize pretty quickly that that's not how... uh, this aspect of sex works the fact that it's possible for someone to get to 19 years old and not know that is a little disturbing but who knows but uh, yeah once you've educated him get the fuck out because he Mm -hmm. sounds like he's a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) she uh finishes with this uh, update edit the overwhelming verdict is leave him i guess i'll sleep on it (laughs) okay Edit two, he blew this way out of proportions and he broke up with me. Didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> oh my God. Thanks anyway, guys, but I guess I don't need relationship advice seeing as I'm not in one. I'm just going to go to my best friend's place. Bye. And this is the uh, final update. I have tea, my dudes. I'm still upset. Honestly, our relationship was very mixed and I don't know how long it'll take me to get over him. He's blocked me on everything, so that's half the work done, I guess. I had some grief sex with my best friend last night. Apparently, I'm bi now. I don't know. And everything is going really fast. I don't know what to feel. She's liked me for a very long time, but being straight out of a a relationship, she doesn't want to be my rebound. So she said she'll wait for me before she asks me out, I guess. I have no fucking clue what's happening in my life. I've got literally no time to just think. Really, I thought it would take forever to find someone who cares for me again, but it took about five hours. So I don't fucking know what's <laughs> happening anymore. My life is a fucking mess, guys. Oh. So uh, it sounds like she's moved on, sort of. <laughs> There's definitely a friend waiting in the wings. Um, I don't know about is. you. That's the life of hot women, isn't it? <laughs> I would assume. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I assume too. It's... Uh, Obviously not the life of hot men, though, because, come on, I would have had way more experience with this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This kind of thing where it's like, oh, I didn't realize I was bi, but I guess I just fucked my best friend. That that only happens to... uh, to girls, right? Like, there's no no guy friend of mine that's like, oh, I'm really uh, just unsure. Maybe we should just have sex just to sit, feel it out, you know? Are you hoping? I'm not hoping. I, I yeah. just It just seems like I've never heard that story where the genders were reversed, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, you know guys who got dumped by a girl and went and fucked their best friend instead? No, not exactly that story, but definitely people that have like been male and worked out their bi. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not saying there's no bi men. <laughs> it's just like this rebound thing where it's like I'm like in such turmoil right now. I'll turn to my best friend and, uh, oh, what do you know? I accidentally slept with them. Look, it just sounds like you're mad it hasn't happened to you. Julian? I'm sorry Julian doesn't want to sleep with you. <laughs> I realise it's disappointing, but... We'll get through it. You're not hot enough. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, will. You seem really stuck on that fact. It's, it's tough to come to grips with. What can I say? <laughs> You've been locked in a house with a guy for months on end and he still hasn't made any advances. I know, right? I'm starting to think it's not going to happen. He's just not that into you. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Well, while I uh, try and mourn the death of that relationship, I guess I'll uh, wrap this thing up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You uh, can email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. You can reach me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find me also. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash insane ramblings, where we post little clips and shareables as well as behind the scenes stuff. And uh, jump on iTunes where you can rate, review and subscribe. So every new episode is automatically downloaded. 
And plus it helps the show. And uh, we're on Spotify too. Away, Seaboat. Seaboat. Hey. What are you doing, man? We're just uh, creating the uh, party. Oh, okay. Oh, did you mean like, what did it sound like I was doing? I mean both, but no. I actually did mean like hurry, like not hurry up, but like, what are you doing? And also, what were you doing? No, it just takes a minute to get into the game and... Oh. Uh, I was just getting comfortable on my, uh, on my bed. Oh, okay. It sounded like something was unzipping. It sounded like you were undoing your fly or something. <laughs> I might have been, uh, zipping up my jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that's what it was. While I, was like, I, I undoing his fly. simultaneously unzipped my fly. Oh, uh, alright. Podcast is over, I can get my cock out. That's right. Insane ramblings.